Yo, what it do, free world? You are now listening to Vante and Wild on this lovely Saturday afternoon. Today, I'm continuing my March Madness antics, and we're going to talk to a rapper from Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, who I was supposed to interview years ago, man, and, and I'm, I'm glad I finally get to sit down with him, talk to him. I have my boy Cassius Bricks in the building. What's good, my guy? What's good? What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm, I'm good. Like I said, I'm glad we finally sitting down, man. This is years in the making. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> For real, man. We was, we was supposed to talk back when I had my my um my web show, Chino TV. For those who are listening who know about oh, Chino TV, we're supposed to talk since then. And, and it's all my fault, so I'll put that on record too. It's all my fault that we <laughs> get to chat. But we're here today. Um so Cassius Bricks, and I'm just gonna go on a limb here and say that your name is a play on words from Cassius Clay, That's who, right. we, who, who we know was the greatest to ever throw the hands, Muhammad That's Ali. Correct. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and that's that's paying good homage, you know what I mean? Like yeah. and, and I feel like with that off rip, you, you pretty much put it out there like, all right, I can go down as one of the greats. You know what I mean? Definitely. It's a good way to get everybody on edge. So, like I said, we supposed to do this interview years ago. So that means you've been rapping for a while now. Right, definitely. Um, but before before that, um, I, I, I ask this every day now because I feel like this world is going downhill. Bro, it's cold outside. <laughs> yeah, and it's freezing. It's, it's about to be, <laughs> it's about to be April and it's freezing, bro. So, so, if this is the last time we get to speak because the world going to end, <laughs> let's, let's, let's make it a good one, you know? Oh, man. <laughs> but um, you've been rapping for a while. Yeah. What uh originally motivated you to pick up the pen? Um, Just being a student of the game, man, just watching mm-hmm. everybody. And it's like, wow, you know, this is what you could do with your talent and you can feed your family and that could change, you know, your friends' lives, people around you. And just, Facts. you know, just being good at what you do and the art of hip-hop. So, 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 grow, so growing up, Oh, and also I see you have an AKA named Bricky Smalls, and you are you are the best side. So yeah, yeah. I'm assuming that's paying homage to the big homie Notorious. Yeah, definitely, man. So just, I'm gonna just say that's definitely one of your influences, right? Most definitely, bro. Do you feel like with with the state of rap today, and I'm gonna get to more influences, obviously, but with the state of rap, if Biggie was alive, and I I don't ask this question often because I don't want to have the what ifs and what could be. If Biggie right. was alive, what would be different about the game right now, in your opinion? Oh, man, shit, it would be a lot. Shoot, I don't think he would approve of a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, I, I know he wouldn't approve of a lot of things, yeah. for a fact. And, and people have to respect that, man. I think the game would be much better than what it is now. and I think he would really have, like, his his head in the game and in these buildings and talking to these people and just let them know, like, yo, you know. Can't really because I feel he he he'll be around he'll be around like Jay Z's age about now right if he was still right. alive so right. so he would definitely be like an OG in the game you think he'd still be making music or he'd just be a mentor to the to the younger crowd man that's that's a hard question because like Hove does the same thing man you never know you never know right pop up with a verse for anybody <laughs> like mm-hmm. facts 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 so it's like it's like a a goat thing like yeah I could chill but you know. Yeah, but, but anytime I anytime I choose to, I could pick up the pen and just go crazy again. Right. right. And 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 everybody will love it no matter what. So that's a fact. Timeless. Right. Who are some of your other influences since we're on that topic? Um, around that time, I say like when I was when I started listening to hip hop, I was listening like the South was running the game a lot. So mm-hmm. they was on the radio, like the South and the West Coast. So I would say around Eminem, Ludacris, you know, and then later on I did mm-hmm. my homework. And it became like Fab and Biggie and, and stuff like that. Lloyd Banks, Fifty, and you know, I listen. I listen to a lot of Wayne, Lil Wayne. 
and Lil Wayne, like one of the goats. And it's, it's yeah. crazy you mentioned Luda. A lot of people don't give Luda the credit that he deserves. I think, man, because I, it's forever, man. Luda is, is he's a goat. Because <laughs> I was listening to um his Luda Versal album just recently, and I never listened to it until the other day. Like I didn't know any songs on it really, and right. I was like, yo, how did this go unnoticed? <laughs> like this is it's, fire. It's, his his wordplay is crazy. Like I listened to all the albums that like he ever put out, man. It's just it's talent, bro. Yo, Luda, dude, Luda's definitely. I, I gotta talk about this on another episode because Luda's definitely like yeah, he, he, one of those underrated ones that's really like a top dog. Yeah. But off Luda, be talking about my guy Cassius Bricks right now. Um, you been rapping for let's say how long now? How many years? Uh, going on, I say ten. Ten. Yeah, going on. And 10. and and so in ten years, what what do you feel like is 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 holding not holding you back from like reaching your full potential but what do you feel like you have to do in order f- for people to really know your name for you to really get out there like what are you not doing right now and I know it's a hard question because yeah. everybody thinks they're doing their full potential but as an artist or as a person you always know your faults and your flaws so what do you think that you're not doing right now that you're not reaching the full potential that you can be because I know you put hard work into your craft definitely yeah I mean you know I'm self made so I don't really like wait on any anybody to give me a handout or anything I just you know However long it takes me to get done, I'm I'm pushing and do it myself. But mm-hmm. I think it's it's just meeting the right people, man. That's that's all the game is right now. Yeah, just meeting the right people and, and getting the right help. You know what I mean? So the 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 biggest argument is that New York City artists don't support each other. Do you feel that's true? It is true. I mean, but it's like some of us like it's true to a to a point because people have uh like pride and egos and mm-hmm. and they you know. And then other people's yeah. artists as well, like like DJs and shit like that. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's facts. So it's hard. What when I asked that too, because um I watched the six nine, Takashi Six Nine interview on the Breakfast Club this morning. Right. And he pretty much was saying that there's nobody in New York is rocking with him, you know. Like he he, he feels like he's the king of New York right now, but there's nobody rocking with him, nobody's giving him cosigns. And I, I and it's like but he's showing you that you can be successful without the New York support, you know, but I feel like a lot of rappers use that as an excuse. If, if, if mm-hmm. I want to say like, and I don't want to sound harsh or anything like that, but a lot of New York artists, and I'm saying you, but just yeah. in general, use that as an excuse. Okay, my, my peers don't support me. This is why they reach the full potential. That's why I ask you, what are you not doing or what could you be doing that will make you reach your full potential, you know? Right, I understand. I mean, they also have like the same, uh, sometimes you got to leave your city to come back. Mm-hmm. And that that that's kind of true a lot to a lot of artists. And you know, Pac did it. Pac didn't yeah. come back, but Pac was, was an East Coast guy. He moved to the West and, and made his name. Yeah, that was that was crazy big. Man. So if everybody's to look at it, I mean, they can look at Pac as the biggest one. Like he literally left his coast, went to the West, and and became the Tupac we know today. Right. Yeah. So I, I get what you're saying. You sometimes you have to leave your city to come back. Do you think? All right. So for that example, do you think that you'd ever leave your city and then come back? Do you think that you can see yourself? Making music, performing, and, and networking with anybody else in another city because I know, and you you you're living Bed Stuy, and right. you guys have like a tight community with when it comes to music. Do you think that you can make that move? I think so, man. I think I I would give it a try though, most definitely. Where would you go? Um, that's hard one. Either the South or the West Coast. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, and it's not like my music would really change. Like I would keep it the same. Keep it the same, but right. you you could like introduce people to that kind of that sound, you know. And you have a you have a different kind of sound, and that's what I'm getting into next. 
You're right. not like you don't sound like every other Brooklyn artist. And not to say that they all sound the same, but these days you we know what New York sounds like. You know, you got the drill, the trap, and everybody wants to like rap sing. But you you kind of have that old school flow, and yeah. we're gonna get into that when we talk about your project right now. So you have a project out, Soul in the Hole, right? Right. When did it release? It released uh, November eighth, I believe, two thousand sixteen. So, so it's been running. It's gonna be this this November will be two years. It's been running, right? Right. And I, and I, I bumped it. My two favorite songs right now, I'll tell you, are So Wrong and, okay. and, and, and The Soul and the Whole Dream. You had two artists on it, right? Two other artists on it. I just yeah. don't remember their names, but y'all was talking on it. And I and I like it because it's rap. I love rap. Yeah. I love when rappers rap. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't give a damn how good you can make a song. Right. As long as you can rap, you know? That's what, that's what I'm, like, interested in. So let's talk about the project. Um, How long did it take to create the project? Oh. Not too long because I, I was working. I, it wasn't even going to be called so on the whole. It was just I was working on a project just to put out because it's been a minute since mm. I put out a body of work. And then one day it just hit me like because I live like the next block over literally from the actual so on the whole park. So okay. I, was just, I was just walking home and I hit my producer like, yo, what if I name it so on the whole? Like, because, you know, nobody has ever done that before. From yeah. the so he was like, "Yeah, that'd be dope, man. You know, let's do that." And then we just um, ran with it. And, and it's crazy because you are like, not only are you paying homage with your names, you know, you live in a style. You're naming your project after something in your neighborhood, you know. So it's kind of exactly. just think about if it was to like sell major numbers, you can always give back to that community. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's that's dope because you you're right. A lot of people don't do that. They name it self titled albums or they they think of different ideas. You literally just walk by in your neighborhood and got that inspiration, right? Um, so as far as like collaborations and features, how do you go about getting people on your tracks? Like who do you target? Um, just like mostly people that I that I've seen been like working in the in the town or just mm-hmm. anybody dope like that I've never worked with before or I, I hear their music and I like their sound. I just wanna like collab and see what it'll be like with my sound. Yeah. And just make magic, you know, however we can. As an artist, do you fear rejection? Because I tell people in my past couple of podcasts that it's it's only March of 2018 and I've been rejected on my podcast 19 times. I count them because I want to know like who's invested in me. And, and especially when I reach out and like, I, I send out, I send out heartfelt email. You got my email. I, I break yeah. it down, you know, cool. I, I inquire. And if, and if I got to pay for an artist that I'm interested in, like I have no problem, but I tell people name their price. And some people don't want to do it. They do it out of love, you know, yeah. everybody support each other, but I, I have no problem paying. If it's worth it, you know what I mean. Right, so, right. so does. Well, first question: Did you get rejected from any artists on your on your album or no? No, nah, man. I just you know it's just general love and general love. Right. And people, you know, just everybody working on their own stuff, and it's just like yeah, you know, they'll show love and just do it. I mean, that would be. Do you feel like rejection will change your mindset about things? Because I know um, a lot of rappers and music music artists and they have quality work but sometimes it's just you hit up the wrong person right but it right. might be somebody that you're really interested in getting on your track does that like bring your motivation down or it just motivates you to grind harder it just motivates me to grind harder because and that's i got a story about that too because it's crazy yeah tell um, it bro tell it <laughs> <laughs> it was an artist you know from brooklyn or whatever and um and i wanted him to get on one of the songs or so on the whole and he like you know hit me with a price or whatever mm-hmm. so I didn't reject it or anything, you know. You know, I just like left it in the air. And I just happened meeting another artist that was cool and just the vibe was there and he just happened to get on the song. You know what I mean? Mm. And that was it. 
Did you um did you did you discuss it further with that artist or you just kind of like left it in the, in the wind? Nah, I just left it because you know it's everybody from you know Brooklyn, New York is just always on the move or doing a bunch of stuff. So I don't think it even mattered to him. <laughs> I don't think he even yeah, cared. Yeah, I just saying. <laughs> I um I had an opportunity to. Oh, it was a paid. It was a paid opportunity. Somebody wants to get on the podcast, and they were paying me actually. And I, I didn't reject them. I just told them that I'm gonna interview them when it makes sense because I'm doing the whole theme this month. I'm doing March Madness where I'm trying to get as much, not necessarily music artists, but I'm just trying to get people on the grind. And I'm also focusing on women's history, you know. Right. So I told them, and they, and they kind of felt the way about it. And I'm like, don't feel a way. I had a schedule plan, so that's so why I said, did you speak to him further about it? Because I kind of feel like. If me being a podcaster, if I don't do that, they're gonna think I'm rejecting them or I'm I'm too full of myself, which right. is not the case at all. You know what I mean? Everything yeah. takes time. Everything is on on a schedule, especially for me. And like, look at us right here. I was supposed to interview what three years ago, four years ago, <laughs> and here we are in 2018. We chatting. Yeah. So, um, moving on a little bit along, you have a son, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And how old is he? Seven years old. So, so he's been he 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 came into your life when you're already rapping, right? Right. Did yeah. you have to kind of? Well, now that he's getting older, are you con- conscious of what you say in your music, knowing that you have a young son that will listen to it, or is it not really an issue because he'll get exposed to that side of music growing up into today's society anyway? Yeah, I think it's it's, it's just I just you know he's gonna have to go through it anyway, regardless. So I haven't really mm-hmm. changed much because I like I don't know I'm I keep it raw, you know what I mean? So I don't, I don't really. Yeah, you're not, you're not here talking about, like, drugs and, and gang and you know, all that kind of stuff. No. Like, you just talk about, you know, your experiences, your life, and yeah. it could be apart from drugs and gang-related, you know what I mean? People actually live lives apart from that, so contrary to popular belief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, so so does he actually listen to your music now? Do you play it in the house for him and all that? Or, or... He, he actually does, like, his mom will, like, put it on or something, or I might play it for him. And, mm-hmm. like, like, even when he was, he's seven now, so like, even, like, when he was, like, three or four, he would like listen to it and he'll repeat the words or whatever and I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> that, that's good and and I know he motivates you to to, to grow harder because now he had he has somebody to look up to you you have somebody that you gotta really like clear that path for right and there's plenty of times he already told me he's like I want to be a rapper I'm like okay <laughs> yeah that's the next question I was gonna ask um yeah. so so as we know as our parents um yeah. raised us they want us to be like you know lawyers doctors. That kind yeah. of thing. But a lot of us chose our own paths. Right. For your son now, and in this day and age, it's a different generation. Are you gonna like instill a a path for him, or are you gonna let him just venture out and do his own thing? I think I'll, I'll let him venture out and do his own thing because I already mm-hmm. know what it feels like to be like you know your dreams shut down, or you, you you know you're being told no, you shouldn't do what you love or practice, you know, and just focus on the society. What they want you to be so i already know how that feels to not have that freedom you know of creativity and art so i'm just letting him you know flow and do his own thing because <laughs> mm-hmm. our generation definitely was I, I feel like the most pressured generation definitely. um if i'm just like you know just comparing and contrasting because our our folks you know their parents i don't think they pressured them as much as they pressured us because everything changes as you get older too so it's yeah. and as time was alone we have trump trump in office so it's like i feel like our parents kind of like foresaw this. Not Trump necessarily, but they foresaw right. like some somebody coming into office that can really like screw us up in the long run. So right. they're like, all right, you got to just go hard, get your education, work hard, and do what you got to do. But also at, at, on the side, you know, stick to your dreams, your actual dreams. Because if you have real dreams, we're not going to force dreams upon you. Stick to your right. dreams. Yeah. Um. So you also have clothing line. Besides the music, you have clothing. Let's talk about your clothing line. 
Yeah, man. Uh, it's called Groundwork NYC. Mm-hmm. And like the original like plan for that, like I was always, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to do everything, bro. So jack of all trades. <laughs> yeah, like I'm just anything that flows to my mind, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. And it was originally like a name for like a movie or a web series or whatever I wanted to do. And I was like, man, I can't do that. So I'm gonna just like transfer it into like clothing because mm-hmm. you know, that's that's something I, you know, I could really get hands on with quicker and easier. So that was that. And, you know, I started making hats and sweaters, T-shirts and stuff like that. And and people do a lot of clothing lines and sometimes they push, sometimes they don't. And this is how I knew that people actually support your clothing line. I'm not going to say any names, but I, I worked at a sleepaway summer camp, right? Yeah. And we, we could talk off air about who, who had the... It was a girl <laughs> that worked there with a team OTB hat on. And right. then I asked her, I was like, where'd you get... I was curious because I knew it was yours. So I was like, I was like, where'd you get that hat? And then she showed me your Instagram. I'm like, I, I definitely know him. You know what I mean? But it's yeah, good yeah. to see that people are actually copying and, and supporting yeah. the movement. So what does OTB stand for for people that are listening right now and they might want to, like, you know, inquire about clothing down the line? All right. OTB was the name of uh, my first mixtape, my first mm-hmm. project. It was called Out the Basement. Mm-hmm. And around the time um, Twitter came out, and everything was a hashtag at that time. <laughs> so, yeah, facts, facts. Yeah, so it was like, you know, I was on Twitter or whatever, you know, getting my name up. And then um, I think this was the time, I think Justin Bieber and Chris Brown has really, like, in their prime or whatever. And they had, like, a little fan base. And then it was a hashtag, like, Team Breezy or Team Bieber or whatever. Uh-huh. And, like, you know, I'm, I need, like, a fan base on my own. So I was, like, Team OTB when I came out with the Out the Basement and I was like, you know, just interacting with people on Twitter every day. And it's like, yo, if you like the music or you like the movement, you know, put in your bio, hashtag Team OTB. And then I made it into like, you know, an abbreviation for other things. Yeah, I was going to ask you that because I know yeah. it's a couple of uh, abbreviations. Can you go down those a little bit? Yeah, it was uh, only thick beauties for the ladies. Mm-hmm. And it's just other shit like on the block, you know. Um... Yeah, on the block is the one I was familiar with. So that's why I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a whole bunch of different shit that I just came up with for the letters and ran mm. with it. Yeah. Um, and, and I feel like if you're not, if you're not using Twitter these days, I feel like you should also get back on it because Twitter is, it's, yeah. uh, I don't want to say it's, back on the rise, but people are definitely using it and, and are gaining not fame, but just a little bit of recognition to what they do, especially with the hashtag. Hashtag is still a thing yeah. uh, in 2018. So like I said, if you're not on Twitter, which I, I mean, I'm on Twitter, but I don't really use it as much to like, Socialize with what I do, but I just I just talk shit on Twitter, honestly. To be honest with you, I just talk I, shit. I used to do the same shit, and then it just I think Twitter like you know had like a it had his it had it had his dry phase. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. it had his dry phase for a few years, and then but now I I'm on it and I and I follow a lot of people, and it's 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 it's, it's, it's slowly rising it's slowly. again, slowly it's, but surely. It's a whole different crowd of people, man. Now nowadays, oh I think, hell yeah, hell like, yeah, because like all the people that was like. OD active on Twitter or like saying crazy shit, getting crazy retweets. I think they're on Facebook now. So facts, facts. Because I remember back, like I want to say, 2010, 2011. That's when Twitter was like, I think at its best. Yeah. 2009, 2011. That was that was the that's crazy because that's that's when my mixtape came out, 2011. See, so you know that's when it was it was literally like on the rise. Like yeah. everybody was on Twitter. Everybody now not yep. so much, but there's still people on there. The younger crowd is on Twitter, and I feel right. like. If you compare it to the younger crowd, they control. I was telling somebody the younger crowd controls our music generation, believe it or not, because they're the ones going to the concerts, they're the ones buying the albums or streaming the music, getting the merch, yeah. making the little videos that people go viral from. You know, yeah. it's it's literally the youth because people our age, 
we we support, we bump, but we're not out here. I don't want to say doing it for clout, but I mean, yeah, they they they're the ones who carry this 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 whole um culture. Right. So let's talk about you said OTB. One of the the abbreviations was only thick beauties, and and from your Instagram, I see that, and everybody can see that you have a type of right? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and there was classified as BBWs, and for those who don't know what that stands for, it's big, beautiful women. I'm correct. Right, that's correct. Yeah. And and I when I saw your Instagram and I I, I follow you, so I, I see a post and I'm like, yo, this dude is really living what Drake rapped about when he said, <laughs> "I like my girls BBW." I'm like, but you never it's seen true. Drake with a BBW after he said that. That's what I'm saying. I was like, <laughs> my guy Cassius Bricks over here is is putting on for the women right now because you do yeah. a thing called you and your people do a thing called BBW uh, bunnies and dons. Talk about right. that. So uh, we just started like like November 2017. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, everybody from social media know me, you know, like you said, for the, you know, BBWs or whatever. And then um, I was in a Facebook group for BBWs. Mm-hmm. And, and then like one of the people, I think I started the group. So like, you know, he, he hit me up and he was like, yo, somebody referred you to me. Like, you know, you have a, a, a dope following for, you know, BBWs and we want to know if you could, like to host a party with us, a BBW party, and I was like, uh-huh. "Shit, hell yeah, I'll do that." <laughs> I'm like, not gonna front; they look lit as hell. Like, I was yeah, ready for the next one, but I, I'm, I'm gonna be on vacation for the next one. But I, I, I would tell two of my boys to pull up with me to to the one after that because I ain't gonna front. I was like, I was skeptical when I seen the flies. I'm like, I wonder how it's gonna play out. Not not to yeah. like put down the women. It's not the women aspect. I just want to know how. Like, right. what was really about to happen, you know? <laughs> when I hear BBW bunnies and dons, I'm like, I'm about, to, I'm about to see, like, the Hugh Hefner of BBWs and a bunch of Playboy it's, bunnies, you know? And really it look lit. <laughs> and these women have fun. Yeah, man, that's the good thing about it. It's not, like, the clubs, no really rules. You can bring your own stuff. We, You know, we, we come with home-cooked meals, stuff like that. And everybody just enjoyed, you know, the, the time and have fun. And it's the the best thing about it is is you're embracing women for who they are, no matter size, shape. You know what I mean? That's the that's the goal. And for those listening right now, it is Women's History Month, so these are things that I feel like not only women can talk about, but look, you have a guy here who's a rapper, clothing what? line, and he's putting on for women and and letting them know that yo, you don't got to feel ashamed or feel indifferent about your bodies. Come celebrate. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I, I for one, I want to say I appreciate that because I know a lot of I know a lot of women on. The larger scale, I want to say, that would appreciate yeah. these kind of events. You know what I mean? Sometimes right. insecurity is a thing. And, and yeah, if they could be around people who relate and, and can feel comfortable in their own skin, it does wonders for these women, you know? Right. So so you you are, you really are a jack of all trades because you, you make music, <laughs> you got clothing, you put on for the people. Um, Can I ask, what is your biggest obstacle you had to overcome so far in your career? And that it could pertain to anything, either it's clothing, um, you know, music, anything that you want to, that you feel as your biggest obstacle so far, just share for us. I believe it's music, man, because mm-hmm. that, that was my first love. And just to see the state music and what it's going through right now is it's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, I got to get with it, but I don't, but I still do. So it's like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Um. So music is your biggest obstacle, right? So yeah. what what exact aspect in it? Is it putting out music? Is it performing? Is it getting people to know who you are and listen to your music? What, what like, specifics as far as music goes? I think just getting people to know who I am, even though I've been doing it for for a while. It's mm. A lot of people, like, the, the game right now is, is they're 
their air for it, like the people's air for it. Like music is just shot, like right now. <laughs> so I feel like I feel like there was an evolution. I feel like there was literally a cutoff point where everybody had to begin again. So like you've been rapping for ten years, right? Yeah. But I feel like at some point in them ten years, rap did a whole evolution change where okay, okay, it doesn't matter if you rap for ten years, this is year one for you again because the whole game has changed. Right. So that could be a thing for a lot of rappers too that have been that had the longevity because I know a lot of rappers with longevity, but it's like they have to adjust to today's music, you know? They have right. to adjust to today's society because we have a now we I don't rap, but yeah. you have your fans that have been rocking with you from day one. Right. But now they also listen to other music. So they see the prog- not the progression only, but the, the sound change. So they're like, they're going to look back at you and say, okay, are you going to match your sound? Or are you going to keep on your right, grind and let right. people know that this rap is still alive, you know? Right. And there's a lot of people, a lot of broken artists like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I'll say, like the Joey Badasses. Um... I went to school with Joey Badass, by the way. Oh, word? Oh, that's I was a junior high with him. He's, he's younger than us, but yeah, 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 yeah. That kid. he used to rap all the time outside in the, in the yeah, schoolyard. He's, he's true golden era. And, um... Mm-hmm. Another kid that I've been looking at like a couple of past years, uh, Stro Astro, I believe. Oh, he was on uh, that was he's on X Factor. Right, right. He was on the show, the TV show. Yeah, and he's he's real dope. Yeah, he grew up quick. Like I remember yeah. he, I, I saw him <laughs> on um Sway, I think, and I was like, this kid has. I know his his X Factor, you know, season was years ago, but it's like, right. kid's like a grown ass man, deep voice. His mom was like. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is my grown son. I was like, what the hell? Tom does fly. Yeah, that shit flew. <laughs> yeah, I got I to gotta look into him. I'm gonna, let me tell you, I got to highlight him because it would be interesting to talk to him. Um, So what is on the immediate plans for Cassius Bricks? What is the, the, the immediate next step for you? Um, I would say, like, more visuals, more videos. I have a lot of fun doing those. And You, it, you put out five videos from Soul in the Hole, right? I, yeah. I see you just mentioned that you did yeah, a radio did, interview, yeah. and I was watching uh, a clip of it just to kind of See what I, I didn't want to ask that was already been asked before, and I see you say you put out five videos. I've seen, I've seen. I don't know which one it was for, but I seen only seen one. I gotta look into the other four then. Right. But, um, do you do performances these days, or are you just kind of like laying low to your next project? No, I perform too, you know, as well. I have fun doing that whenever you know people reach out, or if I see a, a dope showcase, you know, I'll pop out and perform, or you know, do like a, a concert. <clears throat> What what is it like on stage? Because and I ask all these rappers this because you could have the most energy in your tracks, you could have the most energy when you're doing like media runs, but right. on stage you're literally in front of God knows how many people and everybody's not there for the same reason. So what what's that feel like on stage? Um, it's a different feel, man. I feel like a whole different person when I perform my records, man. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I'm trying to touch the people. You know, I, I get better and better every time I perform. You know, yeah, as you should. So it's just a better energy every time. So it's dope. I like performing. Uh, what what project are you working on? A project now? Like, is there any new music in the works? Um, is there any new music in the works? Like, you have a new project coming out. You working on a new project? What's what's like next on the music aspect? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm definitely gonna work on new music and. Your mic was messed up a little bit. You want to say yeah. that again? Because I don't think the mic picked it up. Yeah, like yeah, it's definitely. You know, more music on the way, and 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 more sounds and more uh, collabs with different artists. So, so right now you're not actually working on something immediate. You just it's, it's it's thought about, but you're not actually like recording anything now. No, I'm just writing right now. I'm like in the writing. You know. Okay, okay, you're writing stage right now. Yeah. 
Just... And now that sounds good. And like I said, I'm I'm definitely gonna look forward to the to the new music. I, I love the Soul in the Hole tape. Um, Soul in the Hole is on Dab Piff. Uh, I know I heard on Audio Mac originally. Is it on Spotify? Yeah, it's on Spotify too, and then also on Title and Amazon. Ah, oh, it's on Title. Okay. Yeah. Is it on iTunes or no? No, because uh, I ain't really want to put it on iTunes yet. Ah, <laughs> uh, fair, fair. And I, and I, I was talking to somebody recently, and they said that it's hard to get like your your songs on iTunes. I don't know how true that is. It's, but, it's um, not that hard, but it's, it's definitely a you know process. It's a process because it was a process to get um the podcast on iTunes too. But I could I could imagine like the difficulty is for music because you're gonna keep putting on music on iTunes, you know. So they want to make sure that it's it's quality. I guess you know I, I don't know the process in that, but I know for me when I threw my podcast on iTunes, I had to, somebody had to listen to my first episode before they approved it. Right. So and and so I, so I, I kind of know the process. Where could we find? Mr. Cassius Bricks on social media. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Cassius Bricks. That's K A S S I U S underscore B R I K K Z. YouTube, same thing. And um, that's about it, man. Same thing everywhere. All right, cool. So, see, I, I like artists like that. Simple yeah. to find because a lot of artists have like different man. handles for every I, single I've social seen, media. <laughs> I've seen so much. I've seen so much like with it in the past. I'm like, you know, I'm going to just. Just do my brand like this and just keep it straightforward, everything. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. Um, like I said, we're gonna talk about who who had the OTB hat off off air. I'm definitely gonna you know who it is. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, you probably do. Once I said where I was at when when I seen it, I probably got yeah. an idea of who it is. Yeah. But I'm definitely gonna look into some merch too, because like uh, my goal for this year was to not only talk to artists and like I want to wear right my culture's clothing, like our culture's clothing, you know. Mm-hmm. So I want to like Reach out to everybody that's having clothes on. Just to not, I'm nobody to promote it like crazy, right. but I feel yeah. like my support can, you know, I know a lot of people, so yeah. my support and me wearing it could, people yeah, could inquire about it. Definitely, man. And that's the thing about with merch for me, like, that's how I started doing merch mm-hmm. from music. So I like turn my music into merchandise. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever I put out, the people can listen to it, they can wear it. So, you know. Now, definitely. So, listen, I want to say thank you because this is years in the making. Yeah. Um, I, I've always supported. Don't don't get me wrong. I just yeah. we just haven't never got a chance to sit yeah. down and talk. You know that. Goes. Um, I'm gonna continue to support. Put out great music because, like I said, your sound is not like everybody else's. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you have any of these music streams that we mentioned, listen to Soul in the Hole. It's 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 a great album. It's it's it, it has a, the New York feel that I I like, and a lot of people. Like the kind of music I like, so if you do listen to it, you know, check it out. Check them on Instagram. Cop some merchandise. Attend the BBW uh, Monies and Dons parties because those look yes. fun. Yes. And I'm gonna try to make not the next one, but the one after that. I swear, I'm trying to make make that oh, one. Man, come through, bro. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. <laughs> I need a VIP section though. You know, I, yeah. I need. <laughs> of course, I got you. You got me. All right, yo, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon. I had you. Building. We wish you all the best for the future, my brother. All right, man. Appreciate you. Bro. All right. All right, no doubt.